This like MacGyver's sad walking away theme, like the Incredible Hulk at the end of the credits when he's walking away. <laughs> is this how we're gonna end MacGyver with him just like walking under a streetlight? Oh, that'd be amazing. Hey, Jan's friend. Because that makes me feel. This is what that feels like. It's just like because that was the that was the opening scene. Is like MacGyver just like walks under a streetlight and stands there with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, wouldn't it be something if it ended that way, like in the rain? And that was that's the whole episode though. It's just that one scene, and then he just cuts to black after the first thirty seconds. (laughs) That'd be crazy. Okay, Greg. Yeah. We fucking did it. Fuck. We fucking did it. Yes. Oh my god, we did it. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. To the final episode of Mullets and Memories, hashtag not really. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode 139. Today, Greg and I will be discussing the series finale, season 7, episode 14, The Stringer. And boy, oh boy, what an episode it was. Oh, yeah. I... Greg stopped taking notes after the very first note of the episode. I took a few, but I just I needed to soak in every last second of this episode that we watched. It was unbelievable. It had some of the best moments in the series. I would say yeah, in the series, definitely Absolutely. The best, some of the best moments in this this season. Uh it's really hard not to um not to have a good moment because this season is filled with terrible moments. Hmm. So you almost you're almost expected that the series finale is going to have quite a few really good moments. And man, oh man, guys, let me tell you something. Two years ago when Greg and I started this little journey, not in a million years did I think or Greg think that we were ever going to make it to the end of this show. <laughs> I had no idea that it would get like this. It would get this far. I didn't think we were going to do it because I had no faith in us. We di- originally, you know, weren't going to do the whole series. It was just going to be the first season. And I think within three episodes or the first episode, we decided to continue. Yeah, it was. It did not take us very long to get to get to the point where we realized, shit, we just we have to do all of it. Exactly. We have we have such a mutual love and adoration for 80s TV that this is like this feels like the this feels like the right first place to start. And to Indeed. continue on. This is penultimate 80s. No questions. We, we started off, honestly, with a tough one. Uh, yeah. Seven seasons, 137 episodes. 139. 39 episodes. I right. mean, we're techni- technically we're not done yet because we still have the two TV movies. Right. But even still, like after this, like it's going to be a cakewalk for the next two episodes because, I mean, we poured a lot of time and a lot of effort into getting the show to the end and we <gasps> finally did it here we are you guys are going to hear this on july 6th this is june 27th that greg and i are hammering this out man we got it we did it 
and man, oh man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do we want to? Do we want to just jump right into this and just fawn all over the beauty that is this episode? Let's do it. Let's not keep anybody waiting. All right, here we go. So we open up on Sad MacGyver walking. Oh, <laughs> or what appears to be Sad MacGyver walking. He's he's at a dockside warehouse, a uh, very nondescript warehouse. Uh, he meets with a gentleman named Tan Yi. He is a uh, he's a Chinese student who takes MacGyver into the warehouse. We see a gentleman who's watching uh, MacGyver and this other and, and Tan Yi walk into the building. This gentleman calls his boss. His boss's name is <laughs> Chung Tai Shan. Mm-hmm. Now Chung, once he gets off the phone with this guy to say that Tan Yi has gone into the building, Chung calls another guy named Lee, who tells him to basically kill Tan Yi. Okay, go to the warehouse. We need to eliminate this threat. You need to kill him now. Yeah, sounds good. Fair enough. So Lee leaves for the warehouse with his partner, unaware that um, there's somebody else watching Lee and this other guy. Mm. It's, a, it's a it's a guy on a on a motorcycle. We don't know his age, late teens, early twenties. Gets on his motorcycle and follows them to the warehouse. Yeah. I'm having so much fun reliving it through your narration that I'm just quiet. Here. <laughs> I can see you're just staring at me right now. <laughs> so we're in we're in the warehouse. And Tan Yi opens up one of the crates. Mm. And it's just filled with like what, machine parts? Engine parts, like, like cranks. Engine parts. And yeah. apparently um these were made in uh something called Camp Zero. It's like a mm. labor camp that they use they they recruit teenagers and college students. Uh, from China as prisoners to work in this illegal Not really labor recruit camp. necessarily force them force to, them and ki- force prison labor kidnap them and force them to mm-hmm. make these machine parts yeah just general general unpaid forced labor and so the deal is, is apparently these manufactured parts are falsely labeled shipped to the United States by the Chinese government rinse and repeat mm. China makes lots of money United States gets bad parts. <laughs> Right, yes. Basically. Sounds, yep. There you go. Um Tan Yi also has has a tape, little high eight video cassette tape. Uh-huh. Um from one of MacGyver's old friends who we haven't seen since I don't remember when this episode was, but it was um the, her friend his friend's name is um, the Mei Zhan. Mm. The the episode was the the Tiananmen Square massacre episode with the with the Chinese the protesting was that students. Season three? It might have been three or four. It was yeah. a ways back. Yeah. Um that's when he does the uh, the TV aerial zip line at the end. Oh yes, that's right. Roof. So that was yeah. season five because his hair was like really poofy. That's right. It he was had huge. huge hair in that episode. Yeah. Um. So he hands MacGyver this tape from Mei Zhan. So they go to get it, and Lee and his his companion, I think his name is Poe. Yeah. Lee and Poe, they 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 get outside. They're there, and we see the the teen on the motorcycle. He pulls up and he kind of parks out of sight a little ways away. He goes over to the warehouse window and he starts taking photos of Chung's men as they walk in, like Lee and mm-hmm. Poe, and they're searching the place. They're looking for Tan Yi. They're looking for... They don't know MacGyver's there. They will eventually. They find MacGyver first, these two guys, mm-hmm. very um, very awkwardly, because yeah. like MacGyver's just like walking around the warehouse. He's like playing cat and mouse with them, just kind of like derp, derp, but trying to get around that. Just like they're having this funny little dance. Yeah, yeah, but they don't know. I'm assuming MacGyver knows where they are. They don't really know where he is, but they're doing like this kind of like uh, this this beautiful ballet of of cat and mouse. And I want to mention that the the pallets inside this warehouse are the most 
shittily stacked pallets I, I know have ever seen it's in like there. Pallets with like four big rolls of fabric or cotton or something like big bundles, and yeah, then yeah, another yeah. pallet on top. So they're all like uneven and squishing down. Yeah, and they're like leaning. Yeah, and it's just they're like in MacGyver's just casually walking through. Because at any point, these pallets could go over and right. crush MacGyver. Like, and this isn't worth it. I'm end of story. So they find MacGyver and. They kind of hold him up by gunpoint, and the photographer who's at the window, he runs out, grabs a garbage can lid, whips it at the warehouse window, and cracks it just yeah. to cause a distraction so that MacGyver can disarm this guy. And he not only disarms the first guy, but he disarms the second guy. But not enough, because... Well, well the, the, the Jan... Oh, what's his name? Tan Yi. Um, Tan, Tan Yi comes in yeah. and kicks the second guy, kicks right. the gun out of his hand. Um, So they're both disarmed. And MacGyver is getting ready to go. They're getting ready to stand up yeah. when Tan Yi gets shot. And fatally. <laughs> fatally shot. Fatally shot. Boom, right there. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously MacGyver's disarming did not work because Lee shot Tan Yi right in the chest. Right, it's terrible. But not, <laughs> before he, 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 not before he dies, he says, get the tape out. Yeah. And then... They're obviously the bad guys are still there, and MacGyver is just taking way too long to say goodbye. And of course he is. It's just like, and then anyway, um, and then MacGyver stands up and tries to sneak out around while the first bad guy is there. He's he's back from his unconsciousness and holds MacGyver at gunpoint again. Right. So they corner him in the back of the warehouse, but not before. This photographer crashes through one of the doors on his motorcycle, screeches to a halt, yells to MacGyver to get on. Uh-huh. MacGyver jumps on the back of the motorcycle, and the two of them just blast through the window on the other side of the warehouse <laughs> and drive off into the night. Unbelievable. It was great. He's like, get on. You might want to cover yourself up. MacGyver like, pulls his jacket <laughs> over his head, and they bomb out through the warehouse window. Because when they get back, when they get to the point that they're supposed to be going to, you see MacGyver get off the motorcycle, and like, he like shakes his... He shakes his coat off because he's probably got glass fragments yeah. all through his coat. Oh, and his hair. Every, we hear it just tinkling all over the ground. Yeah. Awful. He's probably still got shards of hair. Shards of shards hair. Of shards hair. of hair in his glass. <laughs> shards of glass in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to, I, would, I imagine it's like a hideout. Or I, like I a, guess so. I don't sure. know. A hideout, it's, central base, central location. Basically, there's it's a building where there are the Chinese students are gathered. These are obviously the protesters, a lot of the, the Chinese dissidents. Um, and Mei Zhan is also there. The gentleman that had saved MacGyver introduces himself as Sam. Hi, Sam. And basically says, oh, I'm a stringer. Apparently, mm-hmm. a stringer is another name for a photojournalist. Did not realize that. I did not realize that. I did not know that. I'm not sure why stringer is a thing. I'm, yeah. not sure what, I'm not sure what it actually means. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Sam's a pretty dashing-looking young man. He is. He, he, he looks, dare say, a little bit like our main protagonist. Yeah. Right. There might be a similarity there. Yep. So just before they go inside, MacGyver and Mei Zhan go in. Sam pulls out a locket and he looks at it, like very intently. And you can tell immediately that he thinks MacGyver is there's some there's some familiarity between MacGyver and Sam, and he looks at this locket like really, really closely Mm -hmm. to try to confirm something. And you know, 
Mm-hmm. We don't find out the confirmation until a few minutes into the few more minutes into the episode. Um, but we get we get a fun little scene. Mm. Well, I guess I shouldn't say fun because it's actually horrifying. It's <laughs> true, right? But, so MacGyver tells Mayjean that Tanyi is dead, gives her the tape, and they go inside. And Mayjean is basically explaining Chung's operation as MacGyver is like decoding the tape. Apparently, the tape is encrypted. Sure. For whatever reason. Sounds good. I, I always think it's funny, though, that somewhere there's always an incriminating tape. Yeah. Now, why? Why? I, I don't know. It's all, there's, there's, there's always a tape. There's always someone who's filming somewhere. I don't understand. And this is, this is no different because he decodes the tape. And we look at the footage from Camp Zero, and it's just soldiers and prisoners. Mm-hmm. Basically, the soldiers are beating the shit out of a bunch of prisoners and they're basically being forced to make these faulty mechanical parts. Making my, my, MacGyver bobbleheads? Oh, Funko Pop, September 12, 2018. MacGyver Pophead will be available for sale. Yep. I was just about to say, though, that MacGyver in this episode looks more like that the doll. Pop- yeah, the Pophead. He d- oh, he does. The hair matches. The Absolutely. Jacket, it just looks right. He always looks right. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, so Sam and MacGyver are having a little moment, and he explains to MacGyver that he's been following Chung for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, the story with Chung goes that Chung was a former colonel in the Red Chinese Army about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Sam tells the story that 10 years ago, Chung had killed Sam's mother, uh, who was also a photojournalist, mm-hmm. when she was working on a story on the democratic movement in China. She told Sam to go hide, so Sam went and hid and watched as Chung put a bullet in his mother's head for resisting arrest. Yep. It was a brutal flashback. Yes, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like, they go every point to the point, like, they don't actually show the bullet going in, but they show Chung, like, pointing the gun at the mom, Mm -hmm. cuts to Sam, who hears the gunshot, and then we see the mom crash to the ground. Terrible. Absolutely brutal. And, I mean, this kid is pretty resilient, as we learn a little bit later. But, yeah, I mean, for a nine-year-old to watch that scene mm-hmm. happen in front of him and to turn out like this kid, mm-hmm. who has literally seems to have no baggage. <laughs> I know, right? You know? Literally. No like, baggage. Yeah, has no... And, like, we've seen MacGyver have PTSD from something that happened, like, the day before. <laughs> this kid watched his mom get shot in the head and seems fine at the at the ripe age of 19. That's true. He does. Yeah. it's It's very interesting. And so this is where we get probably, in my opinion, the greatest moment in the history of the show. Ooh, wow. So MacGyver admits, and he's like, you know, it's funny that you say that because I was actually involved pretty heavily with, with, a, with a female photojournalist in China about 10 years ago. I remember mm. she had actually died about 10 years ago. And Sam was like, yeah. Um, he, he wasn't involved with her in China. In, no, right. He was like, I was involved with a photojournalist who died... 10 years ago in China. Yes. And Sam's like, yeah, that my, my mom was actually, that was where she was when she died. And at this point, you can see MacGyver get there mm-hmm. before Sam reveals it. Yeah. He gets there really quickly, and he's like, well, my mom's name was actually Catherine. Mm-hmm. But, and then MacGyver jumps in and goes, but she liked to be called Kate. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, he knows this. Ooh. He gets there. So the story is, is that Kate, Kate Malloy, is MacGyver's old girlfriend. From college years, I suppose. From college, yeah. So it was about 
20, I think 20 years ago, did he say? Yeah, right, yeah. Roughly 20 years ago. He shows, and Sam's like, yeah, and he's like, my mom gave me this locket and said that I would know, basically, as soon as I saw you, that you would be who you were. And he opens the locket and hands it to MacGyver, and it's a picture of Kate on the left, and MacGyver on the right. And he says, this is a, uh, she said, this is the photo of my father. And MacGyver's just like, you knew, like, MacGyver knew before this moment <laughs> that when he was about to look at, but it's been revealed at this point that, like, MacGyver's son has somehow found MacGyver. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you, and I we were watching this pretty intently, was it it was never really explained how he found MacGyver. It was just kind of like stroke of luck. I think it really was by accident. Yeah, okay. It just seemed like it was just a very much we, like a, a he, by accident. We get accident into a moment. scene a little bit later. They don't go into much detail, but I'm going to have to say it was just by accident. It was just pure luck that he had been searching and right. just happened to fall upon this guy right. in in China at yeah. the right moment. This guy in China? Yeah, MacGyver. Wasn't MacGyver in China? What? Wasn't weren't they in China at the opening of the episode? No. Oh no, you're right. They weren't. I'm sorry. No, I, they were always in the warehouse somewhere you're right. in, in I, the United States. I'm getting my I'm getting my moments crossed. I apologize. <laughs> so the next day they go to the docks, and who's there giving a report to the police? But our best friend Peter Thornton. Peter Thornton. Glasses are on crooked. <laughs> oh, he looked great. <laughs> he looked phenomenal. Oh. Although I will say that this is the first time since the glaucoma surgery that we've seen him without the glasses. Because a little, a, right. a, a couple scenes later, he's on the phone with no glasses. That's and true. You can t- almost tell that his, I mean, obviously his eyes are off. He's blind, right, obviously. Yeah. But like right. you can tell when you look at Pete in the subsequent scenes after this that right. he's obviously suffering from from glaucoma right exactly um so pete's there with the cops and they get to the warehouse and come to find out that chung and his men have literally removed every last bit of evidence from these this warehouse of course they have less than overnight overnight because they left in the middle of the night and this is assuming it's probably six or eight hours later yeah so somehow chung's men have removed everything from this warehouse including tan's body (laughs) that's right just clear the entire thing out it's done is gone well everything that's important er, uh, there's stuff in there yeah still, i mean but, i should yeah. i shouldn't say they cleared out but everything that was important but it was a lot of stuff yeah in this in this warehouse and so sam introduces himself or macgyver introduces sam to pete because sam sam says something yeah yeah he inter- right sorry sorry you're right macgyver introduces sam to pete and they shake hands and pete asks who Pete or who Sam is? How do you know? How do you know MacGyver? Are you a friend of his? He's like, oh, I'm a relative. A relative, and Pete's like, Wait, what? What? What do you mean relative? MacGyver doesn't have relatives. And so Sam and Mayjan walk in, and Pete's and I love MacGyver's like Pete. We uh, basically has like a we need to talk moment. So he takes Pete I by know, the right? arm, and they're walking in, and he explains like. Yes, there is a there is a relation, and Pete's like, "Well, I thought that I thought your grandfather was your only was your only relation at this point." And he goes, "Yeah, I, I thought so too until last night." Yeah, and Pete's like, "Yeah, well, this kid is my son," and Pete stops and grabs MacGyver and is like, "Your son, MacGyver, <laughs> MacGyver, your son, you're a father." Uh. <laughs> they actually like. They share this really tender moment about like how yeah, it was just a really sweet moment. I. Because I'm an idiot. I don't remember what the hell they talked about. No, it's about. just basically like Mac- Pete's, Pete's saying, oh, this is really exciting. Basically, MacGyver gave him kind of like a quick and dirty rundown, um, but not before like, you know, uh, Sam starts looking around, and Sam has the same kind of 
same kind of mannerisms that MacGyver does. He's got MacGyver tuition. I know, he really does. And they're, they're looking at where the crates were, and they start doing some digging around. MacGyver has them grab like a beetle, like a dead like beetle on the ground, do some entomology tests on it so they can figure out where it came from. And I like that moment when, he, when Sam says the same thing about how they could just let's get it to an entomologist who can find out where in China forensic entomologist and they right. both smile at each other like I liked that little yeah, like, moment oh. like they have a really great back and I forth. know and then they start talking about uh, um, MacGyver had the sample that he took the the engine part that he took out of the crate and told gave it to Pete says Pete take this back to Phoenix have them run some tests and this is where Sam chirps and he's like yeah you should because it would have an unusually high amount of like, some kind uh, of something iron isotopes uh, of or iron something. isotopes it was made in China yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. they all kind of look at each other and Pete's like doesn't fall from far from the tree I does love he? I love, yeah and this is basically where like Pete and Mac have this moment where they're standing there and. Max, like Pete, I don't know if I'm ready for this. It's been like less than 24 hours, right? And MacGyver's taking it in stride, and obviously Sam is like, "Yep, MacGyver's my dad for sure." I just met him for the first time, but I'm on board. He's been on my chest I, I, literally, yeah. for ten years, exactly. <laughs> and uh, MacGyver's telling Pete, like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to be a father. Yeah, and Pete has a great response. He's and like, Pete basically tells him, "What does he tell him?" He's like. You know what? You never are. You're never ready. Yeah, as a father, I can tell you, you're never ready to be it. You're never yeah, ready. But he to be says, a dad. It, "You know what? As one father to another, it's like oh." <laughs> now the now the bromance between Pete and MacGyver is like I think has completely come to full bloom because if you think about it, Pete and MacGyver were that father son relationship. Right. Because there's about a 20-year difference in their ages, mm-hmm. and now that we've got this like baton passing for MacGyver to be the father... Because like, there, Sam- was, there was Harry Jackson, who yes. was MacGyver's grandfather. Right. Not a, a big figure in his childhood, but not so much in his adult life. Right. Still, but not there all the time. Right. So Pete took that father position. Absolutely. And now MacGyver is the father... And Pete is like, "All right, now you get it. Now, now I can set you free." Because they've been they've been partners or friends for what for at least fourteen years, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. And I love that little like the, it's just like a little baton pass from one father to another. Yeah, there you go. You're MacGyver. never ready. Spread your wings and fly, Angus. <laughs> <laughs> Spread your wings and fly, Angus. <laughs> um. So I I just love that scene. I love everything. That has to do with MacGyver and Pete. Anything they're together, anytime MacGyver and Sam are together, which thankfully is a lot of the episode, yeah. it's just really, really nice. Mm-hmm. So we come back to MacGyver's apartment, and this is where we get another great moment between the two of them. So MacGyver somewhere has a photo album of he and Kate that we've just now seen after 139 episodes. I, I, that's the thing. I don't know if... It, I guess it was his. It definitely... I guess it wasn't Sam's. I don't think it was. I mean... No, Maybe it, it doesn't was? make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So unless, unless somehow Sam got you know was going through his mother's stuff and had this, but I Sam travels light. I don't think he did. Yeah, and we find out in this scene that he did not stay around very long after he watched his mother die. Right. So go ahead. You're oh gonna... no, that's so I'm gonna assume that the photo album is probably MacGyver's yeah. from you know college. He years. just probably has a big. St- I mean, he's probably got photo albums of all of his conquests. And Kate was the first. 
I don't. You can't call Kate a conquest. That's true. She's, that was, and I'll, I'll get there in a second because yes. this is what I wrote a note at the end of this scene. So we're at MacGyver's apartment, and Sam basically tells MacGyver that after he watched his mom die, he basically hiked out of Red China at nine on his own and made it to. I don't remember where he said he made it to, but basically he made it to the place where Kate's relatives were and actually took him in. Right. At nine years old, mm-hmm. dude hiked through like red China. Yeah, 100 miles, he said. 100 miles and MacGyver on his like, own. MacGyver said, that. he's like, wait, 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 what? You hiked at a nine years old through red China? He's like, yeah, I could always handle myself well. I, and I loved it. And I was like, fuck. He's like, basically, Sam's like, you know, after I saw my mother get shot in front of my face. Yeah, I cried all night. Yeah, and then the next morning, I I started my hike for hundred miles. Like, just like shit, dude. That's a lot for a nine year old to take in. So like, right. dude grew a thick skin pretty early. Yeah, and just bucked up and took off and went. And he says like he never actually knew his dad's name. The only thing he had was the locket from mm. his mom. Yeah, Kate basically never told Sam who his father was. Right. Basically said. All she said was, your dad was busy traveling the world helping people, and that at some point, Kate was going to introduce them when Sam was older, but obviously never had the chance to because she was killed. Right. Um, And at one point, Sam's sitting next to MacGyver and says, you know, mom always said that the two of you would only be happy if you were on the road to somewhere else. And that comes into play a little bit later in the episode. And I just Mm -hmm. love that because MacGyver, like... Has that like kind of human moment, like, oh man, you're right. Like if I had just if I had just stopped, yeah, your mom knew me. Like if I had just stopped for a minute and just breathed, Mm -hmm. maybe this would have happened earlier. And I'm like, this is the last time MacGyver truly loved someone. Yeah, and it was twenty years ago. What the hell is her name? Lisa. Yeah, from Lost Love, where she he watched her get shot twice when he proposed. Whatever, Deborah Deborah. Like he loved. This is the last woman that MacGyver truly truly loved and probably one of the first after ellen <laughs> which right exactly right jesus she after ellen i was gonna say kate was probably the rebound He's like, <laughs> you're right after ellen because it would have been senior year that macgyver broke up with ellen when he was what in eight, high school 18 yeah. yeah so if we we assume macgyver's what 42 43 yeah he met kate 20 so 20 yeah so it would make sense that macgyver split from ellen from high school took a couple of years off it's very feasible that Kate was the rebound after Ellen. Right. Kate seemed probably way more down to earth, and clearly, because they had a kid together. You well, know, they don't. He didn't know. He that. didn't know that. But right. they were that in love that I don't think MacGyver throws that thing around. No, no. And the thing is, like, I think it also explains his just his reticence for a relationship. Yes. Not only maybe he never was. Well, obviously, the, his relationship with this woman Kate ended for whatever reason. Right. Uh, so maybe he's just a restless person anyway. Right. But if he really legitimately loved her, it probably made it that much more difficult to get involved with somebody else. And and I said that when we were watching. I was like, and this is exactly right. This is exactly why MacGyver can't commit to other women. Yeah. This is exactly why. And I love that little moment. And again, maybe that's not true. Maybe this is just a theory that you and I have come up with. But it really lends a lot of credence to the last seven years. Mm. He's come close. You know, he says he was ready to commit to Maria. We don't know where that would have gone because the fans got pissed and basically right. threatened to kill everyone. <laughs> if they brought... So we don't know where that would have gone. But I just like that now we kind of know like this is why because this woman, Kate, has always been on the back of his mind for 20 fucking years. I know. You know? It's amazing. And here, it was just fucking great. And here it is. And they had a great little discussion about... Um, Oh, no, I don't know if it's even the same scene. No, it isn't. It's not the same scene yet. I think it's coming up in a minute it's here. So, up. so Chung 
gets the information back and confirms that MacGyver works with the Phoenix Foundation. He's also working with Meijan. And if Meijan turns the tape over to the U.S. government, it's going to disrupt the trade routes and the trade talks that mm-hmm. they're trying to get through. So he tells the guys that on the other line to trace the phone number that they found on Tan Yi's body, basically. Um, it was a quick little scene because we cut back to the really good stuff. Uh-huh. So Sam and MacGyver are in his kitchen. Yes, MacGyver's making a smoothie. Sam's digging around through the fridge. Yeah. He's all upset. It's like, like, tofu? Wait, tofu? What is this? <laughs> it was great. It tofu yogurt or something, or it said bean curd. I don't even know. Of course it did. Yeah, bean curd. <laughs> and MacGyver's like, what? Harry Harry always said, you know, you got to eat healthy to... to to say, he had some good phrases. It's basically like you got to eat healthy to be happy or something. It was something we like just that. just watched it. I know. And no, I listen. don't fucking remember. How long have we been recording? 27 minutes, and we can't even remember what we watched 27 minutes ago. <laughs> but anyway, it, it basically, quote Harry, and Sam's like, who's Harry? But he's like, you would have been your would have been your great grandfather, and he's like, you actually would have really liked him. Mm-hmm. He was a great he was a great guy. And they're like, oh. And so Sam's so Max like so Sam, is that short for Samuel? He's like, no, actually it's Sean, but Sam's my nickname. I I don't understand why. Yeah. He's like, so no, no. That's the way he says it. He goes, he Sam. Say it, yeah. He's like, because of my initials, Sam A. Malloy, S. A. M. Sam. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. And he goes, MacGyver's like, huh? What's the A? Uh, Angus. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Max like, uh, uh, Sam's like, yeah. How how did you know that? Oh, he see like, what's the middle name? What's the A? He's like, it's my middle name. He's like, oh, Angus. He's like, yeah, mom liked that name. He's like, he's like, I know, <laughs> I know. And he's like, I'm, I'm not. And Sam's like. I'm not too keen on Angus, and I love MacGyver's response. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> I know. I the just feeling. never met a person like who hates his name so, so much. much. MacGyver. He'd rather go by MacGyver. Now, okay. Now here's the thing, and this might be in the TV movie, so this this might be I might have squashed this, but mm. you know what the Mandela effect is? Yeah, where you think you know something, but it doesn't actually exist. Yeah, I am positive that in the series somewhere, someone calls him Angus, and he looks or turns around and says, "Don't call me Angus." I'm hoping it's in the TV movies because I vividly remember this moment. Okay, and I don't know if it exists. I okay, all right. I'm I'll hoping think, it shows up again in the. I TV don't have movies. a recollection. Uh, recollection. Recollection. Jeez, I don't have a recollection. From the from the episodes, I yeah. So, so we'll hope that it shows up at that point. So Pete gives a call to MacGyver and basically confirms that the. the so I don't think we mentioned this. Did you mention the beetle? The be- uh, yeah. The, the oh, that's the right. Beetle? Yes. Yeah. So the beetle that they found in the warehouse was used to basically pinpoint the location of Camp Zero. So that's yeah. they, it was you know it was pretty cool that they were able to do that and they found out that that's also where the metal parts had come from. Right. So he plans to go to the State Department with this evidence, but Pete says that they don't actually have a whole lot of like personal stuff or any real information to connect Camp Zero to Chung. Right. They sure. don't have a whole lot of us. Now, while this is happening, Pete's on speaker, MacGyver's talking to him sitting down at the kitchen table, uh-huh. Sam has at some point gathered up his coat and his motorcycle helmet and just left because pete gives the address of the phone number right over the phone right and the sam's like dude just kind of slowly gathers stuff up and leaves now if you've seen this show and you know what macgyver's new apartment looks like you can almost see everything yes there's no way that macgyver did not see or hear sam leave that apartment while he was on the phone with pete right right but somehow sam 
gets up and leaves. Yeah, just leaves. And MacGyver's like, he doesn't pay attention. Pete's still talking, and Pete's yeah. still talking. MacGyver basically says, yeah, I'll go take a look at it. Yeah. Hang, hangs up. Yep. Looks around. Sam's gone. He's like, huh. Hmm. And I was all worried that Sam was going to go off. And because uh, this address is where, where uh, what's his name's at? Chung. Chung, where Chung is at. And yeah. he's going to go do some bad things to Chung. Right. Absolutely. And so I'm like, how did MacGyver not see that? But next scene cuts, we're downstairs uh, in the basement. Yep. And Sam is getting his bag ready, gonna getting ready to get on his motorcycle. And he pulls out a, he pulls pulls out out a, a gun and a pistol. St- starts yeah. loading the gun up. And right. MacGyver comes around the corner of the garage and basically like, what are you doing with that? Yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm going to kill Chung. He's like, Chung killed my mom? I'm going to kill Chung. That's yeah. justice. And MacGyver has this great speech where he basically just says, the, the killing stops with us. You can't go around murdering people. Yes. That's not justice. You cannot do it. Yeah. It's like, that's not the way we do things. Absolutely. He's like, we need to be better than Chung. Mm-hmm. A gun is not the answer. Right. And he hands the gun over to MacGyver and he goes, huh, my first father-son lecture. And MacGyver asks him, how'd it go? Hmm. It's kind of hard to take, but not bad. Yeah, ah, right. it was so good. It was good, and MacGyver like smiles, uh, disarms the gun, takes all the bullets out, and they kind of like let's go, let's go do this. If they had continued into an eighth season, hmm. focusing on these two working for the Phoenix Foundation, right? I'd be in a hundred percent, and they would have had to change everything. No more of these stupid bullshit, crazy plots, right? Like make it a real show. It would. It like, was, it was a real show, but come on. But it would have grounded it back to like a point where we could actually look at it and like enjoy that. If they had done that, yeah. I would have been so on board. Or even like hand the baton over to the son who takes over for Mac, but Mac is still like a secondary figure. He comes in every now and then. Yeah. I, he and Pete pull up in like like a convertible, like a big Chevy Cadillac. Pete's and like sitting Pete's backwards driving. in the front seat somehow. <laughs> Pete's in it. MacGyver's <laughs> driving. And oh my god, I would I would watch the shit out of that they show. They just check in every now and then. Yeah. They tried to launch a spin a uh, uh, a continuation called Young MacGyver. Yeah. I don't remember what year it was, but yeah. it was um Jared Padalecki was actually Young MacGyver. You know who that is? You watch Gilmore Girls. Mm. I know your wife does. She does. Remember Rory's boyfriend Dean? Yes. Oh yeah, that's, that's him. him. He okay. played Young MacGyver. It was it only made it to the pilot stage and it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's called Young MacGyver. It's bad. <laughs> but I think they attempted something similar to that. Sure. Um so anyway, so Sam and MacGyver go back to the empty warehouse to take Mei Jan to the State Department. Okay. And they get there, and no sooner had they gotten Mei Jan out of the warehouse than MacGyver gets into his Jeep and a foot comes out. And kicks him across the side of the face. They're not at the warehouse yet. They're at her apartment or whatever it is. You're right. I wrote apartment, but for some reason I saw it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, uh, where I'm an are idiot. we? Where no, are we? They're right. at Meijan's apartment. Or, or let's say the headquarters. Whatever yes. it is. So yes. no, no sooner do they get out of the headquarters that a foot comes out of MacGyver's Jeep and kicks him right across the face and knocks him onto the ground. It's great. And then <laughs> someone jumps out of the passenger seat and knocks Sam over. Right. And at the same time grabs Meijan. Yeah. And they drive off with Mei Jan, leaving MacGyver and Sam to just like throw their hands up like uh. But not after shooting MacGyver's Jeep to pieces. Oh, Jeep's gone. So like this is it. I'm like, okay, this is the bluesmobile destruction of the of MacGyver's Jeep. Because it had to end. The, oh, absolutely. So they destroyed the Jeep. Yeah. The Jeep is gone, and so you made a point now that you were saying what what they what they should be riding out on, and they did a few minutes into the next scene, which was phenomenal. Yeah. So they yeah. take they take Mei Jan to the dock. Chung is preparing. To, he's getting the freighter. He's getting ready to leave the country. He's getting ready to get the f out. Yeah. 
They lock her in this cabin, not alone, with Tan Yi's corpse. I know. Who's right? been in there for uh, what? Let's at say least 48 hours. 36, 48 hours. Yeah. He looked pretty good. I was going to say. It might mean, have been cold in there. I wonder if Rigor had said it or not. But oh, yeah. def- absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. So they lock her in the cabin with Tan's Rigor. corpse. And so they get ready to go. And basically, Chung's plan is once they're out at sea, they're going to drop all the evidence out. All the lamp good, the lamp goods, the labor camp goods. Right. Everything's going to go, and then they're going to dump Mei Zhan and Tian Yi as well. No, no. They're going to send Mei Zhan back to, the, to China so she can go in the labor camp. Oh, that's right. But they're going to dump what's-his-name's body, Jan's body. Greg, we watched this a half hour ago. I know. Why the fuck can't I remember this? I, I, I don't know. I remember it when I watched it three days ago. And you pulled me off the rails, too. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're so emotional. I guess we shouldn't go to Knight Rider next. No, we definitely should. I just want to, I love this. I love this series. I'm ready for it to be over. I am ready for it to be done. No questions. But again, don't get us wrong. This series is everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete tells MacGyver and Sam that Chung has basically filed the departure papers to leave the country. And MacGyver is going to go after him, and Sam's like, well, I'm coming too. And, and Mac's like, no, 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 you're not. It's just too dangerous. It's going to be really dangerous. He's like, okay, wait a minute, and Dad. I, okay, so I'm going to have you do the scene, but in the foreground is Pete right in the corner reacting to this entire <laughs> fight so awkwardly, but is like, ha- is so happy that he's hands off that he just starts chuckling he's at like, this fight. <laughs> yeah, so basically Sam is like, f- flipping the tables now. It's like, okay, look, I'm an adult. I can vote. I can fight for my country. I've been on my own since I was nine years old. I know what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a photojournalist, and this is a great damn story, and I'm coming with you. I was just like, and then Max says, wow, this was my first son-father lecture. Sam asked the same question, how'd it go? How'd it go? It was kind of hard to take. <laughs> and Pete's just laughing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this is where you called it. So they get to the docks on their respective motorcycles. Max on his hog, yeah, and 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 uh, Sam's on his. It looks like a rice burner. It's just it's slightly more slick. I, I don't know anything about yeah. bikes. But, I don't know. Yeah. So, the, so this is where things go from. It's a good episode to completely ludicrous that I can't help but love every second of it. <laughs> no. So they break. They basically sneak onto the freighter in broad daylight yeah through like they get on, they just jump onto a cargo pallet yeah that's getting hoisted up into the air no one sees them running across the dock to this big this big uh platform full of crates right. and pallets climb up into it and then as it rises up before it goes down into the cargo hold jump off onto the deck even though the operator is right I there i was gonna say this there's the operator of this is like perpendicular to them no way he's looking because they do a couple of cutaways to this guy and he's like yeah. looking up and he's, he's looking watching right. the pallet the entire time as it goes up in there's the air. no fucking way that he wouldn't be able to see these two men jump onto the freighter <laughs> off of his cargo pallet yeah but somehow they do and they uh, it doesn't matter it's macgyver and sam it's their series finale it's macgyver's swan song he can do whatever the fuck he, he wants he can do anything and he he absolutely does. So, MacGyver sees Lee, uh, one of the one of Chung's men, guarding Mei Zhan's cabin. He assumes it's Mei Zhan's cabin. He assumes because he doesn't know. Or he smells Chung's. Uh, <laughs> or he smells corpse. Tan's corpse. Tan's corpse. Yeah, yeah. So he sees somebody guarding a door. Assumes that that's where Mei Zhan is. So he gets over there behind him, like up above on a set of stairs. Now mm-hmm. I'm thinking like he's just going to jump over the railing to get the drop on him. But no, 
He has Sam distract him by triggering. So Sam takes out his camera and like triggers the shutter. So all you hear is the yeah, which sends Lee out a little bit further. So then MacGyver can jump down. Right, sneak up behind him. It's like, wait, what? You couldn't just okay, whatever. So yeah, you, yeah. Sam distracts him with the sound of the shutter. Lee walks forward, investigate. MacGyver sneaks up behind him. Lee kind of turns around. MacGyver one two punch knocks him out. Yep, boom. So Sam drags Lee kind of away and he's getting ready to cover him and he notices that Lee has a gun. And he reaches and then hesitates, but when he looks up, he sees Chung across the way on the freighter, mm-hmm. and then decides to grab the gun and put it in his pocket. Killed my mother. It, I'm yeah. still going to do it. Um, so MacGyver opens the door, and uh, Mei Lin is cradling Tan's court. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Mei, Mei Jian is in there, of course. Par- Marionetting him? or Ventriloquist. You've been in here for six hours. What are you doing? <laughs> Just felt really alone. <laughs> I felt really alone, so I cuddled up with his... <laughs> yeah. So Mejan tells MacGyver that the, the tape is is in the main hold. It's in yep. it's in the captain's quarters, basically. Which is hilarious. Why didn't they just destroy it? Right. Why the f- They got the tape back. There's nothing on it you want. Right. You don't want it to get out. Destroy it. Yeah. Just make it go away. It doesn't make sense. Nope. Mm. Nope. Okay. So Sam. He has disappeared, and he's actually going after Chung with the yeah, gun. Yeah. And Poe, the other guy, Jeez. sees Sam and kind of like sneaks up around behind him. MacGyver sees Poe getting ready to shoot and yells to Sam, which draws Poe's attention to MacGyver. Yes. Poe lifts the gun, points it at MacGyver, puts a bullet in MacGyver's shoulder, we assume, which and the impact of the bullet knocks him over the railing and he crashes 50 feet down on top of a bunch of wooden crates and now he's unconscious. Yeah, he's stuck in the cargo hold, broken at the bottom of the cargo hold on all this wood. Completely broken. Just busted up, just lying down there. And Sam's like, oh, shit. And they all run up. Uh, Sam runs up next to Meijin, uh, Meijong. Yeah, there you go. Mahjong. 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 Maharaja. (laughs) Maharajong. Maharaja. And uh, they look down there and see MacGyver. You see him way down there. He's like an ant at the bottom, like way down in the distance. Like leg is bent in a really odd direction. And like everybody shows up and cut to commercial. Yeah. And so we come back from commercial and a really weird twist of events throughout this whole thing. It turns out that actually MacGyver died in the fall. And then we cut to break, and that's it. And the end episode ends right after it comes back. That's it. It's over. So MacGyver's dead. And then the last 15 minutes of the episode is just a still of MacGyver's broken body at the bottom. <laughs> no of credits. It. Nothing. It's no just, credits. Just a still shot of MacGyver's they, Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Just running out the budget. There it's done. This is Richard Dean Anderson thanking everyone for <laughs> seven's great seasons. <laughs> no. What kind of a series would this be if MacGyver died in the last episode? It would be, that's how it could be carried on by his son, who now not only has to avenge his, his mother's death, but his father's death Absol- at the hands oh of the same God. man. There it is. There's your season eight. Shit. There's your young MacGyver series right there. There it is. It's all vengeance. He's just a really... It, yeah. Wow. So, Chung's men quote-unquote, lock Sam and MacGyver together in the cargo hold? By just lowering Sam down in there, I guess. <laughs> it's right. Because it's, there's no other way in. It's a 50-foot drop, but you look up, and it's just like, there's just a huge, wide opening for them to look at. Like I know, so that's it. They're like, like they're just in the bottom of the cargo hold. Right. That's it. And Sam is like splinting MacGyver's arm, because he's clearly broken it. Yeah. And Meijan has been brought up to the bridge, and so this is, Greg, this is what you were saying. Why 
didn't he just destroy the tape before this? Because this is exactly what he does here. He tells Mei Zhan that she's accomplished nothing, drops the tape, and smashes it with his foot and says, yeah, by the way, I'm promised that you're going to Camp Zero next. Yeah. That, um, what? So as soon as, as soon as they captured her and captured the tape, you destroy the tape. Right. And just I guess you, you want to send her back... You know, as a as an example or as revenge, but if you guys are really hardcore, you just would have shot her like you did her friend. Right. I don't under like these villains. They are all over the place. They don't seem to have a code or any method, like, and they're screwing themselves up because of that. They showed no remorse killing Tan, so why not just kill her? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, that's fine. So Sam and MacGyver are trying to come up with a way to escape. And, and it's great. Sam's like, look at the whole the mess I got us into. You're absolutely right. I should have listened to you. I shouldn't have gone after him. And look at what, look at, we're stuck down here. We can't do anything. You can't climb. And was like, hold up, hold up. Right. Think of the positives. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. was like, there's always something around here. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. So Sam, like, he pulls a piece of wood off of one of the pallets, and he's like, well, wait, we could put these all together and make a ladder. And Max just like, um, nope, that's going to be a really big ladder, and it's going to take too long. So Yeah, you're right. Good thought, but no thanks. And he's like, well, he's like, man, wouldn't it be great if we could just sprout wings and fly out of here? And McGuire was like, hold that thought. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, let's think about that. Okay, let's try to fly out of here. It's- so... Okay, I'm like, oh, great. They're going to build some kind of flying contraption. Some Which kind they of... sort of do. But the thing is, MacGyver's like, okay, fly out. That's the first thing he thinks of. Fly out. Then he looks for the parts. Right. Which so is like, okay. So he's like wandering around in the cargo hold. And, and behind MacGyver a little ways, is this? there's some large item covered in a drop cloth. And I said to Greg at this point, I was like, this is going to be some sort of high-pressure scenario, isn't it? Some kind of pump or something. And yeah. he pulls the drop cloth off, and right on the front, it just says, high-pressure washer. I was like, oh, my God, Dave. <laughs> After 139 episodes, I had to have been able to figure one of these things out. <laughs> That's right. So it is. It's a high-pressure wa- high washer. So he takes a bunch of valve wheels and builds a couple of harnesses, and he hooks up the harnesses and the, or the valve wheels um, he hooks it up to these spray handles with PVC piping. I couldn't even tell what the hell all this shit so was. So essentially what he has done is he has attached some hoses to the high-pressure washer and then taken the hose and attached it to like a spray handle via PVC piping and then attached those handles to the harnesses on their back. Making a jetpack. A water jetpack. It is unbelievable so he basically tells sam when i tell you to go you're going to hit that switch and we're going to hit the trigger at the same time he flips the switch they depress the spray handles and the power it's like 5,000 psi is enough it literally lifts them up out of the cargo hold and they land perfectly macgyver lands on his broken arm yeah it doesn't do anything doesn't do anything uses his broken arm to kind of take this harness apart and then it's like oh and just r- they both run off they just pressure washed rocket launched pack themselves up and out of a cargo hold on a <laughs> ship without anybody noticing them. Right. You would imagine that someone would hear the pressure washer go on, mm. the 5,000 PSI powered water jet spraying across the floor. Not to mention the 20 or 30 minutes it took them to kind of assemble all this yeah, stuff. Do you think somebody, that you, you really think Chung would have a guard come yeah. check every five minutes? Oh, and by no. the way, MacGyver just woke up from being knocked out again. Right. His umpteenth concussion seems to be fine. 
because not yeah because they get out of there and now he's like they're they're going up the ladder and macgyver's one-handed pulling himself up the ladder to get to the bridge it's great like oh and so it's great before they get up there uh sam opens up uh a flare gun compartment he goes hey how about a little mutiny huh what do you think and max grabs the flare gun shells and he's like oh this is a really good idea. Good idea. Flare gun. I and I actually thought this was fun. There was a lot, a lot of smoke at this point. So they <laughs> cut open the flare gun shell, and they dump the powder into the bridge, like through a ventilation pipe. It's 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 one of those like um, what's the term? You can talk them. They're pipes, the communication pipes that you can talk into. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. So basically, yeah. So you can talk from cabin or different engine room, all this stuff, so that. Yeah. So the, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know David. what you're saying. So anyway, they dump the flare shells or they dump the gunpowder from the flare shells down. He lights a match and drops it in, which ignites the gunpowder and just fills the bridge with smoke. Lots of smoke. Lots and They're lots all of smoke. coughing and choking. Mei Jan grabs a gun and she runs out with all the other guys who are, like you said, coughing and choking. They're out on the deck and Chung has found MacGyver and pulled a gun and like is about to shoot him. And now meanwhile MacGyver and Sam have defeated everybody else. Punched them, kicked them out, knocked them out, etc. With one broken hand. So three-handed. Right. And and basically everybody that was on that ship was in that bridge. And that's it. Yep. Anyway, Nobody else. So they, they defeated everybody and now there's a showdown. So Chung comes out and he's getting ready to shoot MacGyver but Mei Jan comes up behind him with a gun and gets ready to shoot Chung. Basically, she's going to get revenge for him killing Tan Yi. And for him being such a badass and shooting Sam's mother point-blank range in the head, he gives up immediately. Yes. He had two opportunities to shoot people. He could have yeah. turned around and shot. So, uh, he immediately drops the gun, and then Mejan is there and going to kill him. And MacGyver and Sam are trying to tell her not to. Yeah. And Sam steps up and says, don't do it. This isn't the way we do it. Basically reiterating everything MacGyver said to Sam. Yeah. Um, telling her not to shoot him. This isn't the way we do it. It's not our style. All this time, he, all Chung had to do was just st- quickly stoop down, grab his gun, and finish everybody off. He would have been able to do it in a heartbeat. But he just stands there taking the lecture like not like. Okay, you got me. Bam. Yeah. Kind of like um, Gunman in uh, the Boys and Guns. Oh, God. Gunman. He, he just kind of gave up. Yeah. He's like, all right. It's like a Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah. All right, you got me, MacGyver. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to jail for 50 years, but good game, man. A really good, good game. game. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the game you play with me there, pal. Um, so, yeah. So, so Sam convinces Mei-Jan to drop the gun. And at the end of the scene, before we cut to commercial, MacGyver says that her mom, his mom, would be really proud of him for doing that. So touching, David. So touching. I know. So we cut back for the last finale of the episode, and MacGyver and Sam are packing for a trip when Pete arrives with a driver. Pete has his own driver. Oh, my God. It was great. It was fantastic. A no-name chauffeur. Doesn't say anything. Just kind of gets out. Helps Pete. Pete. Helps Pete out of the car. Yeah. Doesn't say a word. Just kind of looks around. Pete reaches into his breast pocket and pulls out a piece of paper and tries to hand it to MacGyver. Uh, apparently, the Phoenix Foundation has a new contract for MacGyver. It's really good, really good contract. And, and Max, like, you know what? Nope. I already told him no. I got some catching up to do with my son. Basically, he's like, we're, we're getting ready to leave. <laughs> okay. 
and MacGyver and Pete, they they have some goodbyes in what is possibly the sweetest moment in the history of the show. And we'll go ahead and close it out with this. Don't you ever change, MacGyver. Don't you either, Pete. Well, uh, can I expect you to drop in once in a while anyway? Count on it, my friend. Sam, take care of your old man, will you? You can count on it. So, uh, where to? somewhere else and there they are pete oh not pete pete tries to ride off in the motorcycle <laughs> pete gets on pete, pete you can't uh you don't have your license anymore shut up mac i want to ride this thing get off the- i want to ride the hog uh. macgyver and sam ride off into the sunset together to start their new life as father and son and that's where we end the entire series unreal uh, it was just great what and that's it and we're done we're done. We did it. We oh my did God, it. Greg, we fucking did it. We did it. Oh, my God. I cannot believe we did this. Oh, well, two more movies. Well, yeah. Two movies to go. It'll be fine. But still, I mean, <laughs> that's it. Like, MacGyver's done. MacGyver has a son. Now, what I want to know when we get to the TV movies here next episode or next two episodes, will MacGyver go back to the Phoenix Foundation or is he now considered freelance because he's left the foundation? Like, he left. That's it. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm I don't, very curious to or know where it, the timeline is and the whole thing. Is right? It, is it, are they going to be standalone? Right? Is it going to be in another universe? Like, will it have nothing? Well, they won't even reference right. any of the series. Will it just be two standalone episodes? Like, will Sam even figure into these episodes? I. I think. I don't know. I have a feeling they're just going to be totally random TV I, movies. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and, and the, the the way that this show has gone, I don't think it's going to have to make sense to any bit of the world that he lives in. Oh, God, no. He's probably going to live like Team America in Mount Rushmore or something like that. <laughs> he's going to live inside of uh, Old Faithful. His evil volcano. Yeah. <laughs> Just lives yeah. in the base of a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there isn't much else to say about the. I mean, this... In the realm of series finales that have been super disappointing, mm. like I think of really, I think of a lot of different series finales that I've seen that are just like, whoa. But it's funny, like this series finale, it felt just like another episode right up until the last scene with Pete. Exactly. That's exactly. You know, yeah. It felt like, wow, this could really go somewhere with MacGyver and Son. Yeah. And it just ends with Pete saying, so you're leaving, huh? Yeah, I mean that's it. No build up, nothing. Yeah, he's just like, all right, well, you're gonna come back and visit me. Yeah, you I'll, you can count on it, Pete. You got it. And then he rides away. Then I, I just think that this was the perfect way to end this entire series. Yeah, it almost validates the shit that was the all of season seven. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not even gonna give mullets. This is just five, five. It had five. to be. There was no question in my mind that this final episode had to be a five mullet. It's five. No question. It's five mullets. Yeah. It, it was It was that. It was just so good. I looked. I was able to look past all of the ridiculousness right. and just embrace the fact that like we don't have any more MacGyver after this unless we decide to do the revisit 
Uh, not the revisit, unless we decide to do the rebooted series yeah. from 2016. At, at this moment, I have no interest in doing that. I do want to see how they incorporate Murdoch. Yes. Oh, I mean, I want to watch it, but I ha- I don't have it in me right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know a lot of people have actually asked, like, will you go to the reboot? Perhaps. Right. We, we are not going to do that now. We need a break from MacGyver. Um, but yeah, this... Uh, I'm, this, I'm, uh, yeah. this I'm is reeling. The, this is the this is the way to end it, man. Uh, I, I'm really, really excited. I will say that we do have a few more episodes coming up over the next couple weeks. Um, the next episode after this will be our Season 7 recap. I don't know how long it's going to be because it was half a season, and I hated most of these episodes. <laughs> so it's going to be really difficult to pick the best of. Right. So it could be a really quick one. It might be a really fast one or a really long one. I don't know. But you can expect to see that in the next episode. Um, Greg, do you have any closing thoughts about the series finale? About this one? Yeah. I want to do thank yous, but I think we should save it for yeah. the series recap at the end of the TV movies when I'm we're fear- done with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It was, it was good. I mean, I went into it not really knowing what to expect. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any recollection of this as a kid ever watching the finale. No way. Um, so it was new to me. It had elements of older episodes or older se- uh, seasons, oh, like yeah. third and fourth season. had had elements of that. It was enjoyable. I really liked his son, and he wasn't a douchebag. He was a, actually a good kid. Uh, I loved it. And Absolutely. that's what I want to see. I don't want to see like a, some troubled teen that he needs to be convinced, you know, to you know one way or the other. They got along great, and it seems like they would bounce off each other very well. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and seeing Pete pass the t- father torch off, I mean, I like it. Was good. It was a great, nice way to end the series. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you'll have to wait until the series recap to see where we land it. Not that. We're going to go over and literally rank all 139 episodes. <laughs> no. Although at this point, no. I, I may put this in my top 10. Okay. I have to go back and look through. We've got a couple weeks before we have to hit the series recap. I, I may actually put this in my top 10, but I'm going to have to really kind of look through right. the seasons to see where we're at. But um, that's it. That's going to wrap it up for us this week, guys. Um, so here's the deal. You need to subscribe to our other feed, uh, Champa and Klein, the Knight Rider years. We will be discussing uh, the entirety of Knight Rider starting on September 9th. Subscribe to that feed on iTunes or you know whatever your favorite podcatcher is. You can find it on most of them. Um, definitely, definitely do that. If you guys want to follow along with us, we're going to be moving over to that feed pretty soon. You're going to get a couple of fun bonus stuff, bonus things to kind of keep your interest going throughout the summer on that feed. So definitely, uh, check it out over there. Um, all of our social media names are shifting. Uh, so our Twitter name is still blow your mind 14, but you'll, you'll be able to find it as well as the Knight Rider years. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram is also set up as Champa Klein, but you should be able to find it as the Knight Rider years. Uh, Facebook is Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind for the moment. I will be changing that over, so go ahead. If you find us over there, give us a like, and it will switch over automatically. Um, let us blow your mind at gmail.com is our current email address. Uh, Greg and I are in the process. There's going to be a lot of changes going on over the summer, so keep your eye out on any of the social media you find us on. You will see a lot of changes going on as we sort of rebrand our style, so definitely make sure that you are up to date and uh, following us on all forms of social media. We will do our best to keep all aspects of that updated as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, guys, hang tight with us. We still got a couple more episodes of Mullets and Memories to go, but otherwise, um, I think we're going to close this episode out. This has been a hell of a ride. So for Mullets and Memories series finale, I am Sam's Love Locket. I am Pete's Farewell Tears. Oh, have a fantastic week, everybody. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke.